What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. You need to get some sort of system. I do need to get a system, a checkout system, some kind of something for people to sign, a little book. Just but a then clipboard? It's like, but then it's then I'm being weird, right? Then I'm being crazy. Then it's like Do you want your movie back? Well, right, but I mean I I feel like you just give me my movie back. You know, like you borrow a movie, you give it back. But Everyone, you can't, you can't trust people. You can't. Well, you can't trust their memories. You can't trust them to own your feelings about things. Are we recording again already? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to sneak it in there, don't you? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna. You need to get a clipboard. It's, it's some it, kind of book. Some I spend ledger. so much of my life defending who I am. Yeah, well, it doesn't. Like Walter, you're so crazy. Well, you're so weird. Like. I'm like, what was I doing? I was, um, I was recycling something, and somebody said, "Oh, that's so weird." I'm like, recycling is weird now. Like, I'm the weird one. No, recycling's pretty common. Well, like the, it's the, I think it was the, the coasters. Oh. At work, like I take the coasters off the table. Like they have got rings on them. You can't use it again. You're not gonna give somebody a dirty paper coaster. They're paper. They're mm-hmm. not even like cardboard or thick. They're just like paper. So I take them up and I reuse them. I repurpose them. I, I then use them as my little pad. Yeah. And then the managers are like, oh, you can't write on those. Don't write on those. I'm like, they're not new. Like, I'm not going through stacks of new paper. Like, I'm re- and I show them, like, the whole stack. I'm like, look, all these rings. There's like, these are disgusting. You would never have a guest. And so I was like, yeah, I'm repurposing them. I use them. And somebody's like, oh, that's so weird. I'm like, why is that weird? Why is it weird to to keep track of my movies like so if I pull out somebody's like hey can I borrow a Pulp Fiction like I heard that you have this movie can I or if I'm excited about a movie and they're like oh that sounds good I'm like oh I'll loan it to you and then you just have to sign here like what <laughs> I, I mean whether then it's I'm, weird or not you want your movie again. but it's not it's not well, it's not a matter of crazy. trust because people you're right you can't tr- people can't it's not trust that I don't trust memories. you I just don't trust the situation like what do you say Human beings are fallible. It's like and counting money. It's like, I'm just going to count this. It's not because I don't trust you. It's just because it's my job. And Yeah. So, <clears throat> I have something for you. Oh, God. Oh, wallet. Was that the Virgin Mary on there? Yeah, I don't know. I got the sticker some years ago, and <laughs> it, just, it just lived on there. Thanks, buddy. So, I was wondering if you could talk about why you wanted my... Um, Your wallet? My... Th- Thir- mine actually might be in better shape than yours. <laughs> my thirteen-year-old might- wallet. I think mine. I'm gonna keep that. Stephen Schwabe gave me. Well, can you hang on to it until I really need it, or should I take it now? Why don't you just take it now? You're really. You're, I mean, you're I think committed really to your need- new situation. I am. I love my new situation. A little clip thingy. I don't. I don't really. I never. It's not a wallet. A man carries a wallet. This man does not. I'm not I like mean- George Costanza. Like I can snap mine. I can right. S- you know, it's not like this huge thing full of receipts i like my simple billfold with a couple of slots for all the stuff that i need it's right there it doesn't look secure that money can fall out it hasn't yet it doesn't i mean feel how it. would you know feel it how would you know do you count it every five feel minutes it. all right it's pretty secure <laughs> so i but i understand your trepidation i i never liked the trifold wallet because really? i didn't like the way that it folded my money well you fold your money in half and you just put it in the middle yeah well see i 
Where were you when I needed you? <laughs> I've been here all along, John. So there you go. If 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 Thanks. and when you need it, yes. I just so I my wallet's hurting because I jumped in the water. So I jumped in salt like you really, jumped like, in the salt the water. Yeah. So and you were out at the ocean. My keys, my belt broke. Like as soon as it dried, my my leather belt. Like I went to go put it on, the, the buckle just snapped right off. Like the leather, I don't know, leather and salt. I didn't. know. How does a was... grown man find himself jumping into the ocean with a wallet and keys in his pocket? Fifty pockets? yards from mating sharks. From mating sharks. <laughs> this is Bodega Bay. This is not even the ocean. This no, no, is no, yeah, the bay. Yeah. Right. It was cold. It was nice. You couldn't see in though. It was like it was green, and you could not see like an inch into the water. And I was just I just walked off the edge of the pier. So it was it. <laughs> we were we were oystering. We were went. We don't like dig the oysters, and we don't hunt the oysters. But we go down to Hog Island and we buy a big bag of oysters. And right near there is this cool little pier. I don't want to tell everyone where it is. It's like my, it's like our secret spot. So okay. And well, the only I don't know. It's not Bodega it Bay. It's a completely different bay, somewhere else. Do you shuck them yourself? Yeah, we shuck them. So we bring out those little shucking things. Mark, uh, my friend, makes this amazing mignonette, and uh, we bring out some bottles of wine, and we sit out here on this public dock and just like eat cheese and meat and oysters and sit in the sun and talk like we are now just kind of mm-hmm. like you know shoot the breeze and stuff and so i was hanging out with my buddy brian and mark and um our other friend eric couldn't make it he was he was preparing for a barbecue that uh we found out later um you know we we're like getting ready to pack everything up and uh, i think brian was like hey so what are we doing later and mark's like oh i'm going to this barbecue i already asked like, i can't bring any guests like it's just you know that thing. seems like, fine sure i mean like we're the guys and we're all hanging out you know drinking all day like if i was somebody's girlfriend like i wouldn't want the guys all to show up and you know continue their behavior so i got it. i understood it but brian was less than forgiving about the situation <laughs> and none of us i mean mark was fine i'm sure um but um i mean i was hammered i'd been drinking you know champagne and sitting in the sun all day and mark was off packing up some stuff and i'm standing next to the car um waiting for him with Brian is just going on and on about what an egregious, horrible friendship thing. Like, we're the boys. We're boys. We're supposed to be both the boys. And but you're not her boys. We're not her boys. Yeah. yeah. It's like, exactly. But she's going on, and the heat and the sun is just like beating down on my head, and I'm starting to get dizzy, and I'm, you know, and I just saw that water just look to just start calling to me. And so I took a long walk off the short pier <laughs> and into the water. And it was actually quite shallow. I didn't realize it was actually only like Jeez. two or three feet deep. And there was a rock right there, and I landed right square on my knee, which is I'll show it to you. This is after like a, this is a, a week or two. Oh my! But healing. I've been putting on second skin. It's like a miracle thing. But yeah, covering it up. But yeah, so so I get I'm like oh under the water. I hit my knee. And I'm like swimming up to the shore, and then I start thinking about you know all the sharks out there and stagger up to the shore and mark <laughs> mark's now at the car like he turns around and he looks at me he's like really right now like you're just now you have to get in my car like you're soaking wet with your clothes on i'm like oh right sorry so i strip down and towel off and was there a towel he, yeah he brought towels oh, mark nice. mark plans for everything the man's the genius it's, it's insane but i don't know where he pulled the towels out from but they were yeah clean and warm and nice and soon i was too but that's how i messed up my knee and Got ruined my wallet. My keys are all rusted. Like mm-hmm. that salt water is a terror, man. Yeah, that's why you're really supposed to put those things. Your valuables. Right. They tell you stow your valuables. Yeah. That's why swimsuits don't have pockets. Yes, that too. <laughs> I mean, I guess some of them do, or but you don't put any shit in your pocket. Yeah. Um, we were driving over here today, um, over to the studio, yes. and. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, um, you know, we were talking about driving and people not paying attention. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is something that's been going on forever. But you mentioned the name Alice. Alice. And Wolfgang. Oh, my my puppies that died. Yes. So, yeah, the neighborhoods all have signs up to drive slower. Mm -hmm. Be safe. Yeah, I was just saying in my neighborhood, this was a horrible problem. Cars were constantly hitting the animals and who was alice alice was she was the first little black cocker spaniel i don't i don't remember her first she was oh she was there probably before me i don't know Mm -hmm. and uh yeah she got hit i think by a yellow el camino how do you know that i don't know (laughs) i feel like i was in the yard playing what happened maybe oh god i don't remember it specifically Mm -hmm. um i know we buried it under the maple tree um in the front and then eventually i got a puppy some years later i named him uh, wolfgang why well i didn't really know who wolfgang amadeus mozart was yet i mean Mm -hmm. my dad listened to classical music so i'm sure i heard it wolfgang like i heard the name around but i was thinking wolf and gang like fang like i was thinking like wolf fang like it just kind of sounded like a cool dog Mm -hmm. name so the name wolfgang and um yeah but he got hit same road same street jesus be careful and out then there. They, yeah, buried him under the maple tree. Oh, that was that was when did I tell? Did I talk about Ray? No, Ray. So my dad's friend. So of course, you know, my dad has friends like like we are friends. You mm-hmm. know, like all the guys, the and boys. He, yeah, the boys. And one of his boys was Ray Clevidence. I guess he was uh, like he was a, he used to be a Ram. Like he was a foot, professional football player. And then at this time, though, he he and my father, I think, had started some kind of private investigating thing that they were doing. They had like these big flashlights and they got permits to carry guns and stuff. <laughs> Your father started a private investigating firm with an ex professional football player. Yeah, it was his friend Ray. Okay. But um so I remember we're sitting out there and they're digging this hole because Wolfgang got hit. And we're sitting out there and we're all, you know, kids are crying, we're sitting there and Ray turns to my dad. He's like, God damn, if this had been one of the kids we'd be here all day. <laughs> My mom was so mad. Uh, it's it a funny joke. You could see the humor in it, of course. They wouldn't actually be digging the hole if one of us was... Yeah. Anyway. But. Do you... <laughs> you're all day. you got a big... It's a deeper hole, you know? It's a lot more yeah. work. Exactly. Um, did this private investigating firm, this PI firm, go anywhere? Do you remember? Anywhere. No, no, I remember the shoulder holsters. They went and got shoulder holsters and for their guns. They always had gun permits, but they got... Um, my dad told me about the... Uh, the form you have to fill out to get a concealed permit mm-hmm. and it's like why do you need a concealed gun permit and i think his reason was because they have them quote unquote <laughs> they is in the government or i don't know the infamous the bad they, guys, the bad guys the, who they, they just they them them those day i mean i guess it i guess if you need a clever little answer i don't know they gave it to him so i guess whatever that was yeah um so one of the things i wanted to talk to you about today is we got a letter from we got listener mail oh really and um yes they are (laughs) (laughs) and we wanted to just they they wanted they said the topic that needed to be discussed was airport food specifically not airline food right like airline food is notoriously bad and i feel like when i'm on the plane it's mostly just it's just cheese and crackers these days you don't occasionally no they if it's long enough they'll give you that weird little um cordon bleu hobby kit like Mm. in fight club they talk about but yeah they'll have like this weird vacuum packed it clearly just came out of a microwave <laughs> you know it was like that weird you like break the seal it's like shrunk down so it looks it looks vacuum sealed and mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's really creepy looking but uh, yeah it's it's insanely expensive 
But the airport, you're, you're in the you... airport. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like all of those restaurants. They can card charge you whatever they want. It's it's insane. I mean, like, why would you choose to eat somewhere called the Terminal Cafe anyway? Like that just seems like <laughs> you've already made a mistake <laughs> walking in the door. And yes, we're gonna charge you thirty five dollars for a ham sandwich. <laughs> like that's. And it doesn't have to be good because there's nowhere else Where to go. You, what do you, yeah, they got you by the short and curlies, man. And that's it's like every corporate dream. Like that's what they want from us. They want you to not have a choice. They want you to be, just be stuck. That's their ultimate goal is to make it so that you have to pay them whatever they want. <clears throat> do you um, do you bring snacks on a plane? Do you ever like? I mean, I I don't know how often you travel. I bring liquor. But you bring it. Oh, you can't bring liquor on the plane. You, you can. So so. <laughs> Those the things that they check you. Uh, am I going to go to federal prison for any of this? We don't really. Know I don't know what you've Whatever. done. Stop but... me. Come get me. Um, but no. So like they put you. You put all your belongings into the little bin. See, look at this. See my keys here. Mm-hmm. Look at this knife. See this knife. It's a, it's a three-inch blade. It's not. A, it's not regulation. So what I do is I take my keys. I put them in the bin with my shoes mm-hmm. and my coat and all my things, and I put it through the X-ray. And I've never had it taken away. Nobody's ever even nobody's ever bothered me with it. So how do you get liquor through there? Well, this, you, wa- this liquid—it's a liquid. plastic bottle of liquid. You keep it in your pocket, and you just don't—you just walk. You take your belt, you take your metal off, and you walk through the metal detector. There's no liquid oh. detector. They just look at you, and you just walk through, and you're like, "All right, good." Okay. I'm good. I don't have any metal. <clears throat> because you can't really, well, because drinking's expensive on the plane too. Yeah. Everything is expensive. So you go to the well, liquor store and look for a dollar. True. For like a buck twenty-five, you get a shot of Rumplemints and because don't the they pockets. don't they always do that? Like get a shot of Jaeger for two dollars more. Liquor's actually cheaper at the airport. Well, that second shot, but I mean, you're paying what fifteen dollars for that first shot. That's true. So it probably so they're throwing out. you a bone. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, for sixteen seventy-five, you can have two <laughs> shots. Goody gumdrops. You feel like you got a deal. Yeah, they won. They they got you. There's no I winning at the airport. There's no winning at the airport. Nobody wins at the airport. No. When everyone has to take off their pants and their shoes and stand in public. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you flew? Not that long ago. Was you it? flew up to Seattle? I flew up to Seattle and then drove back, right? That was my yeah. little plan. Yeah. I remember going, getting first class. I paid extra for it. Yeah. For sure, because I wanted to stay one more day. And um, I just remember the them trip? saying... No, this was when I came, when I stayed with you for that brief period. Mm. It's like 2012 or something. Mm. Um, but I just remember them going, oh, they, people were still loading on. And, and they're like, oh, can we get you something to drink, sir? And like, oh, gin and tonic? Oh, absolutely. And people are still getting on. I'm already seated. And mm-hmm. like, they didn't care. It Hurry was on, really peasants, nice. Sit down, peasants. We must be on our way. Peasants, you ever flown please first keep class? it down. No. No, I only did that one time. And it was, the chairs don't look that much more comfortable than my chair. I just got to they sit down like that easier. Chair over there. They were pretty comfy, but no, it wasn't worth the four hundred dollars that your I had to spend. Your ears still pop, right? Yes. Yeah, you still had to take your shoes off to come in. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Turkey so. sandwich had a lot of onions on it, but Ugh. yeah, I guess you can get your money back. <laughs> Too many onions. <laughs> Yelled like that seven years ago. Yeah. Um. The other thing, your mother sent a message. Okay. Uh, but she, we. We, we were talking about the experience of going to see a movie like Rocket Man or mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. and how they try to distill the feeling of being there. Right. Now, your mother would say that she was there for the production of Hair 
in the 60s, right? Right. You were there for Angels in America. Yes. Well, we so, also did Hair, the show at the mm-hmm. dinner theater. The same theater did Angels in America. So you were there for Angels in America. So that might be something that, in down it. the road. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying yeah. is that so someone in the future would say, what was that like, Walter, to well, be there? Well, I mean, I mean, because I, I mean, my part, I was, you know, 18 year old kid, whatever. And I was the angel. Mm-hmm. And my lines were actually spoken behind me by a woman. So this kind of blasted over the speakers, but the wall opens up and the angel comes through the wall. And so I'm standing there and they open up the wall and I've got this little tiny sash on, barely covers my business, you know? And I look down, the first row is my English teacher, my sophomore English teacher in high school. And uh, I'm like, you know, just standing there in front of the crowd and I deliver the line. And I tell you, my experience with Angels of America was just, it was more of a, just the, the high. If you stand in front of, you know, several hundred people, basically naked, you know, for even a few minutes, and you just stare them all in the eye, and then they close the door. I mean, like, my adrenaline was going. Like, remember, uh, Dexter came to pick me up to take me to a party over at uh, Wagner's house. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, I was I was bulletproof. Like, I was, like, I walked out. I remember, like, he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be late. He was working at the record store around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably before we met you. I don't, yeah, definitely. But um, I guess it's next to a McDonald Theater. It's probably gone now. I don't know where that building is at. But anyway, um... I remember like walking up to a car of girls and being like, "Hey, we're going to this party. You guys should come." And I told them the address. Like I would never do that anymore. Like I had balls. Like if that makes any sense. Like coming off the stage from that was so high. Like I couldn't. I could do anything after that. <clears throat> and um, so that was my experience with the Angels in America. But seeing it, I don't know. I've never got to see it as I was always in it. It's like <laughs> it's like being bartender making <clears throat> the best Cosmo in the whole world, and I never get to drink them. Where's the best Cosmo you've ever had? Made by me. Oh. <laughs> that was well, what I just said. <laughs> what about, um? how do you feel about, I, I guess the story I want to hear from you is that little bar in the alley um, in Seattle, and you went in, and it's a super mixology uh, bar, and you oh. ordered a Cosmopolitan, and the and the bartender. He's got his little mustache on, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, like he like looks at his, he waves to his list of cocktails, house cocktails, and he's like, why don't you try one of our house cocktails? And I said, well, I just want a Cosmo, because I mean the Cosmo is most all drinks are kind of variations. I mean, mm-hmm. if not just the dimensions, you know, the the, the not the ingredients, but like the, the measurements, the ratios. And uh, if you can't make a Cosmo, if you can't make a decent Cosmo, then I don't trust you to make anything else. Like, if you're not, clearly you can't handle a tricycle. Why am I going to give you a 10-speed? Like, so the guy twitches his little handlebar mustache and frumps his little vest at me. And he's like, okay, I'll make you a Cosmo. And uh, I'm just going to, I'm like, no, no, don't just do it. Just make a classic Cosmo, please. And he serves me this clear, bright red fluid a goddamn cocktail shell and I just look at it and I look at him and like this clearly is bullshit because it should be soft and creamy and pink looking like should be like Mm -hmm. a blush a blush pink pink, yeah yeah. like maybe a little bit like if you got enough lime juice and and Cointreau in there and like if you got the right amount of sugar in there it'll make like a little bit of a froth kind of almost a white Mm -hmm. creme on the top and then it's like fades to like that that soft kind of pink it should look creamy won't taste creamy obviously unless you make a vanilla Cosmo which are delicious 
And um, yeah, so this this bright red thing, and he's t- he starts talking about how they make their own goddamn cranberry juice or some crap. I don't know. It was awful. It was the, the worst cosplay I've ever had in my life, and I never went back. But it wasn't the can can. It was at the no. I I vague. I have a vague notion of a Death and Company or something like that. No, Knee-high that's Stocking like, Company. No, that was a Capitol Hill one. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it wasn't there either. <clears throat> um, how do you feel? I mean. You go out to drink at bars and and stuff like that. How do you feel? How do you feel about the trends in bartending? Do you see? Do you, I mean, is it? Are we still in this sort of mixology phase of, or is it? Yeah, I mean, people throw that word around. I really hate it. I'm just a bartender, <clears throat> but like, you do something a little bit fancy, a little bit nice for them. You like, you make mm-hmm. a Manhattan, and I like my Manhattans with the burned orange on top. Like mm-hmm. a little scoring, you get a little black swirl on top. It kind of gives that smokiness without any scotchy, peaty nonsense. Yeah, um, like people like that scotch rinse, you know, in there. I don't, I, just, I don't like that. But um, but just like the, the, so I'll burn a little orange on there, and there was a, ooh, wow, you're a real mixologist. Like, no, I mean that's that's a parlor trick at best. You know, it does actually change the flavor. It does serve a function. It's not just flair, but it's like it's doing something to the drink, and it's making it better. But I don't know. Yeah. Did I tell you I went to a magic show the other day? Did you? Yes. <laughs> yes. That? You escaped. It was really, yes. It was actually, it was pretty cool. Um, I know, you know, we say magic show. You're like, oh, God. But um, we had a really good time. Um, my girlfriend got up on stage and oh, she yeah. was, she was, she ended up not, not intentionally. She was not like planned to be part of the, the right. act. But there was the, it's the trick where they talk to you about something and then they open the envelope and what you talked about is inside the envelope that was sealed at the beginning of the trick or at the mm. beginning of the show. Have you ever seen this before? Sure. I don't know how they did it. And she was like, well, how did they do it? How did they do it? And I was like, well, there's there's a few possible ways, I imagine. Was but it vague or was it extremely specific? Was it like her address? It was, they, it was she had said a name. Mm-hmm. And although that name was misspelled, it was written out. Mm. Um, and then there was another phrase, like the phrase feedback. Talking about getting feedback, and that was in the in the envelope as well. It was very entertaining. So there were a couple of things. So it wasn't super specific, and they got the name misspelt, but mm-hmm. those things were there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, there's one trick where you you have like seven things or six or seven things, right? And so what I'll do is, oh, what? No, I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. Where you where you you say like, think of a color, right? Mm-hmm. And then and I write it down, right? And then I fold up the piece of paper. And I put it aside. And then I say, okay, what was the color? And you say blue. I say, okay, now think of a number. Okay, hang on. And I write down the number, right? And I fold it in half. But what I'm actually doing is writing the previous thing down. Right. And so I'll get six out of the seven things right when I finally open them all up. And you like, it's like, oh, you got blue. And then it's like the last one's like, oh, I got that one wrong. But look, I got these six right. That's pretty cool, right? Oh. So... Are you supposed to be giving away these tricks? They'll probably come after me. You know, the, the consortium of <laughs> right. magi- magicians or whatever. The, the Knights of Illusion. The Knights of Illusion, is that what it's called? I just made that up. I don't know. That's good. Yeah. Do you, I think... Is that going to be the title of this one, though? The Knights of Illusion. Yeah, that's a good title. I like that one. Um, and then, uh, lastly... I know you have to go, which I, I think I, actually yes, you, my, you you actually do have to go. Coming. I do. No, I, I really at some do, point actually. here very soon you have, I to, do go. have to go. To work. But um, there was one pet that I don't think we talked about, and I don't think we've mentioned Peanut. Oh, we gotta talk about Peanut. 
Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to end on a somber note, but she was. She was my special was my dog. Yeah, I mean, I got her for my tenth birthday. She was probably I don't know a week old or something. She was just mm-hmm. a tiny little thing, and she slept in, like her little front part and her little back part were like little lumps, and then she she looked like and she was a Goldie, so she would look like a little peanut. So I forgot peanut. the name. And how long did you have? You had her for a long she time. Was like when I met sixteen, when she died. When I met you, you had. I was twenty six when she died. Yeah. yeah. She was. A, did she live out on the farm with Grandma? Is that where I saw her? No, 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 no. She lived with my mother. Okay. Um, eventually, because um, I moved away for school, um, she went to go stay with uh, Mindy's sister, Felice. Mm-hmm. Remember them? Mm-hmm. She had dogs, so she took Peanut on. And I guess she she would send me updates on Peanut loved to swim, and she liked to go to the ocean and stuff. And last time I saw her was uh, there was that Thanksgiving when we all drove down to Eugene, and I when I hit. Oh, I shouldn't mention that, but we uh, <laughs> drove in. <laughs> we, we, rolled, we went in Terrell's car. Remember, mm-hmm. were you that you were there? We I took think Francesco. So. Yeah, and Francesco came. Yes, and so it was. And that was really embarrassing because I hadn't seen Peanut in so long. So she was all super gray, and she had tumors all over the place. She yeah, really. She kind of she saw me her tail would wag, and she kind of like you could see the pain of her movement. And she kind of came over mm-hmm. to me, and I just started crying. And Francesco was like, like I don't know, it was. Just, there's no the language barrier was like it was difficult to explain to him like who this why I was crying looking at this dog and I think he probably got it I don't know yeah I mean that's a pretty human experience yeah my nephews were just like they just got really quiet and left the room they were all still mm-hmm. little kids and I don't I don't know it's like why is Uncle Walter like sobbing holding this dog like I don't know but and she was she was a good dog she was a good dog she was the best um I thought you were gonna talk about Coco Who's Coco? There's another one? No, Coco wasn't a pet. Who was Coco? Coco. Oh, God. Now people are going to think I'm really insane. Um, okay. So my father, like most fathers, had issues emoting. Mm-hmm. And it's a so kind way to... He would, uh, mm-hmm. he would convey... Um, like, and he was, you know, he's the dad, so he's got to be the bad guy. You know, make us clean our rooms or explain things to us. You know, my mom didn't always want to be the bad guy, so he would have Coco was the teddy bear. That he would hold up, so and he could articulate his neck, his head around, mm-hmm. and he would move his arm. And Coco, uh, he he liked redheads quite a bit. And he was a huge fan of the Rockettes and Madonna, and he liked he was a leg bear. That was to be sure. And uh, <laughs> he would he raised us. <laughs> Catherine and I were basically raised by Coco. What do you mean he he liked redheads? How did you find this out? Well, he would just come up in conversation. He'd be like, he would just talk, be like talk about stuff you know he's just just having a conversation like you got to go clean your room yada yada and hurry up because you know the rockets are gonna be on tv later and there's a new redhead or whatever i don't know it just came up it was... coco was a leg man he was leg he was, bear he was a leg bear for sure nice and um yeah it was it was weird and actually uh, my my friend it was weird because i i my mom's cousin married this woman so she acquired this young man in the in the relationship so basically this kid that I would see in the hallways all the time became like my cousin, mm-hmm. second cousin or whatever. And uh, his name is Brett. He's a friend of mine. Um, we became friends shortly thereafter. We were pretty tight for a while. And I guess, um, I don't know if there is an issue with um, drinking or medication or if it was just brain chemistry. But I mean, my dad was just having fun. I don't know. He was playing with his bear and he had grabbed uh, my grandfather's Knight Templar sword and chased Brett out of the house with it, and he still... Coco um, did? Coco chased yeah. Brett out of the house with, with a sword. 
Uh, Brett has told me, reminded me of countless times. He's like, remember that time your dad went crazy and chased me out of the house with that teddy bear? <laughs> I mean, without context, that does sound completely crazy. But um, I mean, I, I, I've known you for 20 years. I don't know if that's enough context, and that still sounds a little crazy. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, um, Coco. Oh, but so, yeah, then Coco died um, when my parents were having a fight. They were, I don't even know what they were fighting about. And my dad busted out Coco and started talking to her with Coco. And she grabbed him out of the hands, hands and ripped him in half in front of my sister and I. And we just, we were on my mom's side. We we're going to get in the car. Like, this was it. We're going. And then mom killed Coco. And we were, like, on dad's side. It was like, no! Like, you killed Coco. Like, it was you you came to love Coco. And nobody spoke to my mother until she, like, we were all mad at her and for weeks, I remember, until she finally fixed Coco. She, I mean, she had a sewing machine. She was making dresses all the time for my sisters and stuff, but. She finally sewed Coco back together, but he was never quite the same. He was kind of Frankenbear a little bit. Like mm-hmm. He was a little wonky. He's, Did Coco live on after that? For a little while. I don't know what happened to him or where he is today, but he's, yeah. Wow. Coco. <laughs> yeah. never, that's awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know about Coco? No. Yeah. Um, and I hope, will you will you come back next week? Cause I, <laughs> you have some more questions? Well, I, I want to talk more about your grandfather. And oh, I think there's okay. some interesting stuff there. So yeah. I, and, and he was a, he was a Mason, correct? Yeah, I guess whatever, Master Mason man, I don't know. Okay. I got all this stuff. Cool. But yeah, we'll talk about that, I guess. Well, thank you. Tune in next week. <laughs> same bat channel, same bat time. Exactly. <laughs> it's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.